Hello and welcome to Fresh Face Comics, the comic book podcast where a lifelong comic book reader guides his friend through the world of comics for the first time. My name is Joey Morgan, the aforementioned lifelong reader. With me as always is Jacob Licklider, the aforementioned newbie. Memory! All alone in the moonlight! I, have this I ever mentioned it. how much I despise you? Uh, yes, you have. But, but look, <laughs> we're talking about Catwoman, so this We're is... talking about Catwoman when in Rome, and... Yes. Uh, yeah, it, it's exciting. I'm really excited for this. Um, I'm excited. First this, of episode course, of year like, two. Yeah, of, well, not comments. of the year. Jacob, I don't like the way you split up our years. Can we just say that 2023 is at the start of the new year? <laughs> no. I fucking hate you. Okay, for those listening, if you want to get fucking technical, this is, this is the first episode of our new year, like of after our first year of the podcast has ended. So. Yes. So, so that's that. Fun. Jacob is pedantic. So tell us. Yes. Also, I'm I'm kind of stalling because I'm scared as we get ever closer to episode thirty. You will not stall anymore. This this is happening. We're getting this is happening. This is happening. We're, we're getting um, we're getting too close for it's comfort. Exci- it's so exciting. I love it. But today we're, we're talking about Catwoman One in Rome, which I'm very excited about. We're kicking off technically our new Batman block. That'll really start next time. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we're talking about Catwoman When in Rome by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Um, getting to, into our non-spoiler section first, Jacob, this is the third Jeff Loeb-Tim Sale Bat book we've read. What is it about? So, if you remember way back when we did Dark Victory, there is a stretch of time where Selina leaves Gotham City and we don't see her. This is a depiction of one week of that time. Um, takes place over the week, over the course of six issues. Each issue is a day. Um, and she is, in fact, going to Rome uh, mm-hmm. to answer multiple Twitter questions. Yes, this does take place in Rome. Yeah, which, um, which is kind of weird, actually. We're, we're getting into uh, Twitter questions pretty early with this one. Um, but we do have a couple questions about the setting of Catwoman when in Rome. So um, our first uh, actually is... Um, uh, is from who the fuck is it from? Okay, Mason. Actually, we'll, okay, we'll we'll do a string of questions from Mason to start with. Um, at the GD two fifty six one, does it take place in Rome? Uh, yes. To that is yes. Um, which is yeah. I mean, I I guess I don't know for some reason like be, because I've I've known this story for quite a long time. Like I, I hadn't I never put together that like oh maybe it's just like an expression, but no, like it it, it takes place in in Rome, so that's kind of yeah. cool. I mean, um, I, I can see, I can see why. I think, I think the setting is one of the most interesting things about this miniseries. Like, one, Sale is having a fucking blast just drawing all the backgrounds, oh, yeah. and you can tell. Yeah, um, definitely. But also, it just it takes it it takes you know a character who you think right Gotham City, and just sort of takes it out to a, this very different. Just, the, just this different setting and different idea. Just this, this mm-hmm. different setting making for a very different feeling. Yeah, um, and and so there are a couple of things from Gotham that get brought over to here. And so like for like long time Batman readers, like oh yeah, that's not weird. But then like to Selina, it's like oh yeah, that is weird. Why like, is you know Mister Freeze's freeze gun here? Why is Joker's laughing gas here? And, in uh, Rome. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it, it's really interesting. And also there's another other than the Riddler because the Riddler is a pretty big part of the story. He goes over he goes with Selina over to Rome. Um, but there's another character that comes over from Gotham that's here towards the end. Yes. So um, yeah, and that was cool. certainly a surprise. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, beginning into Mason's second question, name one good thing about the Catwoman movie. Uh, honestly, I can't. 
I, I, mean, I literally cannot. I'm sure Halle Berry got paid well. That's a good thing. Uh, yeah, a good paycheck is certainly a good thing. Yeah, yes. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, uh, three, if you could give one Batman villain slash character a spinoff to the level of Catwoman's, who would it be? That's kind of tough for me because the ones that spring to mind are like Harley Quinn, but she already has. Yeah, you know, she, she her already her has solo this. series. Well, and, and you know who Jack I think would course. do a really good idea for a solo series that would be different from like like sort of your standard superhero comic, The Penguin. Mm, that yeah, that that'd be kind of cool. As I, when I when I when we got this question earlier today, I was like, "Ooh, what are some? There are like some good answers that you could give to that one." Um, the one that springs to mind because he was the protagonist, one of the protagonists of a, of a Detective Comics run, uh, Clayface. Ooh. There's there's so much potential in that character, and I love what they did with him in that run, and I would like to see more of that. Uh, Mason's fourth question says, "What which cat would make the best roommate?" Um, uh, I mean, I have a cat named Freddy. Um, he's he's pretty chill, so he's kind of a roommate. I don't know. I don't know. He just he just hangs out. I'd say yeah. no cats. Cats cats don't necessarily. Yo, cats are chill. Fuck. Well, you. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Roommate implies some sort of equal footing. Cats and humans don't have equal footing. Cats clearly own their owners. Yeah, that's true. And anyone that's read Neil Gaiman's The Sandman will know this for a fact. Um. Uh, five, uh, favorite kind of fish food, haha, because cat. Um, I don't really like seafood or anything like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm weird with that stuff. How about I you? like, I like shrimp. I quite like <laughs> shrimp. Uh, six, concept, a Catwoman movie, but it's animated like cats 2019. I mean, okay. No. no. But you could adapt this and have that animation be a thing. No. For one sequence. Seven, if you could have one cat power what would it be um i like i like the running really fast i think that's pretty great i would um, go with being able to land on my feet and not be a terrible klutz and then eight showing the mastermind behind all this eight jacob is this chaotic enough for you yes thank you mason thank you mason it really means a lot speaking of chaotic twitter questions our friend kellogg at underscore kellogg says meow um I, I'm I'm assuming that means uh, I don't know. Did we like the know. story? I mean, we I, I did though. Interestingly, I think it's the weakest of the the, the Loeb sale. I Batman I agree. Series. I agree. Like, but but it's, it's not the, bad. It's, it's still it's still it's like still, a nine, it's still like a nine out of ten for me. Yeah, oh yeah, it's still top <laughs> it's, quality. Yeah, it's just yeah. I think it might be because this takes place over the week instead of yeah. a year, and and, 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 it's and, a and also maybe. Be, also, maybe that the quality is just to be expected from the team at this point, you know? Yeah, but it, but, yeah. but also it's just it's a mid We're in the middle of a different story going on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Telling this very nice side story. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I think I think really works. I will say for Kellogg's question, I I had no part in this. I, yeah, I, yeah, that's 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 entirely her own doing. So yes. Uh, our friend Jamie at Jamie underscore season seven says, I don't know what this is about. So when are you reading the Ed Brubaker Catwoman? <laughs> well, here's Joe, you can put it on the list because Ed Brubaker is a name that I've heard. Ed Brubaker is a great writer. And there are definitely some Ed Brubaker things I want to have you read like before his Catwoman. And I've never read his Catwoman. So I don't know. Um, as of right well, now, it's not on the list. But I mean, it can be if I really like it. it I, hear it's re- I hear it's really good. I hear nothing but good things. And we can have um, Jamie as a guest on the episode. Jamie also says, why is Catwoman? Um, 
probably because she has a really fucked up past. Yeah, um, I mean that's kind of that's that's kind of the point of this one. Yeah. Um, also, I love how Jeff Loeb's DC stuff is critically acclaimed, and then you get what he wrote for Marvel, which is interesting because the Jeff Loeb Marvel stuff I've read has only been his collaborations with Tim Sale, so the color books like Spider-Man Blue and all that. Um, and they're all of the same quality as this and Long Halloween and Dark Victory and all that. So I don't know. I don't know if Jamie's trying to imply that you know the rest of it isn't good. <laughs> I, I think. I I think there's some other stuff that he wrote for Marvel that's. I mean, I, I, I hear his his Hulk run is pretty good. I, I hear there's a story called like Ultimatum that's supposed to be. Yeah, terrible. I know. I know that's like the really bad one. So and that um, might be where Jamie's coming from. Yeah. Um, um our friend Rachel uh, at Chell's Seashells says, "Does any of the story take place in Rome?" Yes. Yes. Uh, it, is it, it is it a reference to Carmine the Roman Falcone? Is it uh, is it simply the old saying uh, without any deeper meaning, or is there a secret fourth answer? Um, so it does take place in Rome, but also I do think obviously that is meant to be related to to Falcone because of why Catwoman is there, um, which we'll get into in spoilers because we don't. Yeah, want to. I mean the entire story is her in, investigating her past, investigating mm-hmm. the Roman side of what's the Falcone family, mm-hmm. um, all while. And, and and also to answer the third question, yeah, it does. It is it is, it is a play on the saying "when in Rome." Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's a secret fourth answer, but I mean, hey, yes to pretty much all your other questions. <laughs> uh, and I then mean... also, uh, we got an interesting last question, not on Twitter, but it was sent to you directly um, by on someone Discord. by a friend by uh our, our friend andrew who was on the podcast before um but he is now no longer on twitter so he sent it privately says how has uh, how have your opinions on catwoman changed over time if they have would you class her as a villain anti-hero or something else entirely jacob obviously that's a question for you yeah so okay so going in to the podcast in general the image of catwoman in my mind was michelle pfeiffer in batman returns right so mm-hmm. It's always been at least a little anti-hero or at least a little sympathetic just because of how that movie works. Like, I had seen The Dark Knight Rises, but also I don't remember a whole lot about Anne Hathaway's performance in that movie. I mean, honestly, give it a rewatch. She's really damn good in that film. I mean, it's, it's Anne Hathaway, so yeah, she's probably great. Yeah. Um, but there, there were just other things, other over-the-top things like Tom Hardy as Bane. That we we love movie. Tom Hardy. We, yeah, but he's over-the-top and it's great. He's, he's a good meme. We love it. Um, uh, also, also <laughs> worth noting that as we are recording this, uh, the official Sandman season two announcement just came out. Anyway, um, <laughs> yes. just wanted to point that out because that's been rumored all day. And, yeah, it's, it's been all day and they've wait. Have they did they just officially do they, it? Yeah, they just officially posted it. Yeah. So like, DC. wait, like DC did or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So they, actually they, yeah. So, so, so they, so now they kept the tweet up that they had up before. <laughs> oh, good. We got to go on more tangents on this podcast. We do. It's, it's happening. <laughs> I love that this is. Um, yeah, dear listeners, this is this is this is what's been happening all, all day. It's been it's been the mix and of of people people still spreading the it's been canceled rumor because of that one account a little yeah. bit. And they're fucking uh, wrong about that. Also, if you want to hear our thoughts on the Sandman season one, you could check out our fourth bonus episode of the podcast yes. where we have two guests on one of which is Mason, who submitted a plethora of questions today. Yes. So who, who will be a, who will be a returning guest? Yes. Uh, on in, a, uh, coming, yeah. Or early next year. Yeah. I, was gonna say, I know it's in January. I just. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, end of January might be early February, actually. I th- he's on 34, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's January 30th. 
I fucking hate that you know more about this podcast. I have, look, I have my spreadsheet <laughs> open as we're recording. So like, I have I'm the dates saying, to like, refer just... to. Anyway, uh, back to Catwoman. So just sort of continue uh, Andrew's question. I've always had her as an anti-hero. I think what's been fascinating um, is I think Loeb and Sale have been the writers, I think, so far that have featured her prominently that have done her the best. Like, mm-hmm. like she's not really in the Scott Snyder run. Frank Miller features her in Year One and Dark Knight Returns, but I don't love... I, I don't love everything about yeah. that portrayal. You, you, know what's, you know what's weird, actually, that I've realized over time? I think I prefer her portrayal in Dark Knight Returns than I do in Year One. Yeah, the Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Returns kind of works because she's older. Yeah, yeah, and also just the act, the scene between her and old Bruce, and that is just really good. It's, it's really, it's a really sweet scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lo, Lo especially gets the character, um, mm-hmm. and I think um, When in Rome is a really fascinating look into the character. Um, mm-hmm. Also, interestingly, this is the first piece of like long Halloween era media to come out post Hush, so there is actually some Hush foreshadowing throughout the story. Yes, and I, yeah. I think it's very intentional that Loeb wants to make explicit that. So that my hunch, it, when we way back we recorded our first episode, that Selena knows Bruce's identity, mm. is I, true, but it's subconscious. So yeah, I could see that. I could, especially on reread, you know, because it's the first time I've reread it since uh, since uh, since we started the podcast. Um, yeah, I, that uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, there's also um, the, just the very interesting, uh, of course, the interesting dynamic about you know her trying to find a place with her family. Um, I, I kind of like that this is a story that also, interestingly, without going into spoilers, has some unresolved tension by the end. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, the collected editions include a page from Dark Victory at the end. Mm-hmm. Which but, is interesting, because today I'm reading from the Omnibus, the Jeff Loeb Tim Sale Omnibus, and that doesn't and that cuts the Dark Victory page, obviously, because Dark Victory is already in this story, right. in this collection. So Right, and I, I'm reading, yeah. for those wondering, from the Deluxe Edition, which... I love this cover. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's uh, such a good cover. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's such. Selena's just an interesting character, and to kind of dissect her is really interesting. That that was one thing that I was really hoping for going in that I felt really satisfied on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. As well as, um, interestingly, Joey, you said expect Jeff Loeb to be horny. So yeah. I was like, I'm and, like it's there. It's definitely there. Yeah. But it's not it's, as uh, bad as some other horny. Yeah, but honestly, like, I, I, this is where I really want to shift the focus to Tim Sale as an artist in this. So, you know, fantastic artist, as always, brilliant stuff. Um, and he's colored by Dave Stewart this time, which I think is just, first off, the better colorist when compared to the other, when compared to the Long Halloween Dark Victory stuff. Um, it's It's got this brilliant, like, watercolor look to it. But I will fucking say, on Tim Sale's art in this, and, and Jeff Lowe being, you know, kind of horny throughout this mini series um and having a fair few scenes where selena is like in a state of undress um tim sale as an artist i'm not even necessarily going to call it tactful because you know it is still like fairly explicit but there's a it feels less male gazy than honestly like like, there's a page early on here when we when we exit the first little like dream sequence of the book um when selena first wakes up that i'm just like that like tim sale just 
it, like I'm trying to think of a tactful way to say this. Um, but Tim Sale draws like just just beautiful women, like like like, like and not not in like a oh like look at how gorgeous they are, like, like just genuinely just beautiful women. And like you, I, you know what it kind of remi- it reminds me of in a little bit like eighteen hundred like eighteen hundreds art of women, like mm. like not necessarily Italian art, but like French impressionist art. Well, you know what's weird, actually? I think I read somewhere a while back that Sale actually took some inspiration from, like, a French-Italian artist. Uh, he did, because that's where all the covers came from. Yeah. They're yeah. homages to something that, I, uh, that I'm that i not sure exactly, but, like, they're, they're, they're all homages to, to one particular artist's paintings. Yeah. Uh, and the covers of the individual issues are gorgeous, like... Yeah, yeah, they're uh, really nice. They're minimalist, but but they still like convey a, a very specific message, and I really like that. Yeah, and they yeah they're they're just they're they're it's a really nice story, and I'm one I'm just glad that this is back in print and easily available for people to read. Do, we, I would say easily available, but also whenever you look it up, it just doesn't show up on Amazon. That's true. Easily available if you're not on Amazon. I'm sure if you were to like Barnes and Noble. Or anywhere else that sells books, their websites, and get it from there. It'll be easier yeah. than why Amazon has it the way it does. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I guess that about does it for non-spoilers. Yeah, we we yeah. actually went on, on with that. Um, so let's get into our spoiler section. Uh, we're going to cover all six issues of Catwoman when in Rome. I'm so excited for this. Let's uh, jump right yes. into it. Um, so before, there are... the, before, before we go in, of course, if you haven't... Uh, if you'd like to read this uh, going in non-spoiler-free, hopefully we've convinced you. Uh, there will be a link down below. And if you just want to skip ahead to the very end uh, we'll find to find out what we're doing next time, you can go right ahead and do that. But after this point, we're going full spoilers. Yeah, so we open on a dream sequence. I mentioned this briefly in, in non-spoilers. Um, but we sort of reframe the, the the scene where Batman and Catwoman first meet in Long Halloween. Um, and right away, you can see that, like, it, it's it's a very artsy book. Um, Sale does a lot of like big panels and like full page spreads throughout the whole thing, um, and really has a lot of fun with it. Like, yeah, like he's he's really enjoying his time drawing this. It's it's um, really allowing you to like take this in. Heck, there's some there's some two page spreads that he just initials and signs like yeah, in the I, art. Yeah, like he just does that quite a few times throughout where he's just like, yeah, you know what? That's just a really good page, and he and he signs it because like, he usually only does that for like the last page of each issue. But here he does it like multiple times throughout each issue, and you don't, yeah, you can't blame him. Like they're good pages. Um, but yeah, so we reframe the long Halloween where where um, where Batman and Catwoman meet at the safe, and uh, and Falcone's men bust in and they shoot at them, and they do this jumping across the rooftops, and then things get weird because the Joker shows up with a Tommy gun and is uh, and, and is shooting at Catwoman, and and Batman is no longer chasing her, and Two Face shows up, and and, and it very quickly becomes apparent they're like, hey, this isn't actually happening. Yeah, this um, is this is clearly a dream, and it's all sort of representative of just. Selena's current mental state because Batman swoops in to rescue her. Uh, she insists, you know, she has this under control and that she's she doesn't want his help. And, you know, uh, she wants she needs to figure out who they are, who he is with masks off. So he uh, takes off his mask and it's takes out Carmine a gun. Falcone. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, it's Car- uh, a dead Carmine Falcone. You can see like his his skin is discolored, and he pulls out a gun and shoots her in the dream, and she wakes up from the dream, and um, 
and uh, she's on a flight to Rome with uh, with with one Edward Nigma sitting next to her. And um, I'm curious, what did you make of the way that Loeb characterizes uh, Riddler in this? Oh, he is so pathetic, and it's perfect. Like mm-hmm. <sighs> you did is... call the twist though, like right from the start. Yeah, because well, okay, it's kind of obvious. Well, also I would say like like Riddler is playing a, a bit too much of like you know a, a bumbling idiot to actually be the riddler you know yeah he's Um, he's just he's he's right there but like i love how the first thing we see of him he's just like lying back getting annoyed that she's calling him eddie mm -hmm. um and i i i I, I love their i love their dynamic because she's only using him to try to figure out okay who's who's her actual father is her hunch that it's falcone correct or is it someone else or will she ever know uh, but they and so uh oh go ahead sorry they arrive in rome and her luggage is gone um and i love i love this banter that that the riddler's just like statistically speaking this is why you should only use a carry-on i had 11 pairs of shoes to pack you can't put 11 pairs of shoes in a carry-on eddie <laughs> Um, <laughs> and they just, they just have like such a, a fun dynamic off each other. It's it's really nice. Um, uh, but they uh, outside the airport, they're met by uh, by Blondie. Um, he works for Don Verini, um, and uh, and he uh, he takes them over to uh, to this hotel, right? Yeah, to a yes. uh, hotel. Um, uh, Selena takes a bath, um, and is uh, and in her room, she sees that like somebody snooping snooping about. Um, it's Riddler, of course. He's in there. He wanted to let her know that he would be leaving for some reason, um, and uh, and so and, and so she kicks him out of out of her room. She goes off, um, and, and actually we get some really nice panels here of her like driving through the city on this. Um, I don't know what what, it, what is it actually a moped. It's, moped it's a there. moped because um, we're we're doing Jeff Loeb loves films like Breakfast at Tiffany's and Roman Holiday with like Audrey Hepburn. Because, like, and, and Sale's kind of drawing Selena throughout this miniseries, kind of like Audrey Hepburn. Mm-hmm. I like, was, like, like, it really does look like, like, Sale has sort of changed the way that he draws Selena between Dark Victory and here. Yeah. Um, which is, which is fair, because this is, what, five years at, four years after Dark uh, Victory was well, finished? Yeah, four years, because Dark Victory finished publishing in 2000. Yeah, like, yeah. early 2000, so yeah, so four years. But yeah, you, uh, like, Selena goes out, and she's basically just trying to find clothes that she can use as to, to, to still be Catwoman, even though all of her luggage is just gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually but, on like <laughs> she, she passes by this shop with like this, uh, this like leather cat suit in it. And she, so she gets that um, and goes out as Catwoman in that with a mask on. And honestly, it's probably my favorite Catwoman suit that Tim sale. I've seen Tim sale draw, yes. draw personally. Like it, it's really nice. Yeah. It's like, it's like a darker sh- it varies between black and like this really nice dark purple, mm-hmm. um, which I think just looks so nice. And I, the use of lighting in this with Dave Stewart's covering co- coloring is, is perfect. So you have Selena musing about the mafia. Um, she goes to see uh, Don Verini. Don who, Verini. Um, uh, who yeah, who who is like suspicious of her, but then uh, t- uh, takes a drink and very quickly dies of um of uh, of, of being of seemingly being infected by uh, by a Joker toxin. Um, there's a smile plastered on his face and he falls over dead. Um, 
And that's where the issue ends. That's where yeah. the first issue ends. Uh, yeah, and I was surprised just how quick that first, that like, one, this miniseries is quick. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and also, like, each individual issue goes by really fast. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of to its strength, um, interestingly, because, like, one, this is supposed to take place over the course of a week. Mm-hmm. And two, it's a midquel. So, like, we're in the middle of, you know, a bigger story, but it never quite feels like you just want to get back to what's happening in Dark Victory. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. it very much stands on its own. You could you could read this with no context of Dark Victory, honestly. Mm-hmm. As long as um, you have, like, that last page from Dark Victory. There. Yeah. Well, um, and, and you sort of understand who Falcone was, because he's an ever-present figure despite being, you know, dead. Yeah. Uh, Oh, like, definitely. But, but he's there. Um, I love, also love the issue two cover. Oh it, yeah, yeah. It's this really might nice. be my favorite cover of the miniseries. I think one takes it for me, but that's, uh, but... That, that's also fair. I just, I just love it's just the figures with the gun and the little mm-hmm. cat at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, um, but we open up on issue two exactly where we left off. Um, uh, Selena is, or Catwoman is standing above Don Verini's the Don Verini's dead body. Um, and uh, and these uh, these uh, guard dogs start chasing after her, uh, which actually makes for some really nice art. We uh, we get this like two page spread of her like running away. We see her in multiple poses and until she gets like close to like like yeah. the front of like the quote unquote camera. And, uh, and, just... and it's and it's to, you know show the motion. It's all in shadow until we actually see her running. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do the same thing with the dogs down uh, down below. Yeah. Um, it's really nice. So, um, so she gets cornered by them. Um, she jumps above this wall and gets back to her hotel room, and uh, and inside she sees that her luggage has arrived, and her costume is currently being used by one Edward Nigma. Which okay, <laughs> this image is hilarious. It's right? such a funny scene. Like I really love this bit. <laughs> <clears throat> But yeah, so she gets him out of her costume. Um, she kicks him out again. We get a lot After of scenes like that After he suggests that, uh, you know, wants to know, tell me you've never wondered how you'd look in a skin-tight green leotard with question marks all over it and a nifty bowler hat. Which is really funny because Loeb and Sale have always made it that Riddler is dressed not in the green leotard, but the, the green suit, rather. The green suit? I, I prefer this. I mean, okay, the leotard is campy fun. Yeah, um, oh, but the suit's always better. Okay. The suit has has like a touch of class. Yeah, and I, I think I, you can like, if you're if you're doing a story where the Riddler is like losing, mm-hmm. the suit you can draw differently. Whereas the leotard, like to to show him disheveled and losing his mind. Yeah. Whereas you can't do that with a leotard. Mm-hmm. So uh, then we get our first, like I would say, proper scene of horny Jeff Loeb. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least for the first page. Yeah. It's um, fairly tasteful, like. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, okay, so we get a scene where Selena is completely naked, asleep, um, and then this image of Batman appears above her and aims a gun at her face, and she attacks him, um, and, uh, and finds out that she's hallucinating and that, uh, Batman is, in fact, uh, Blondie, and, um, uh, and, and she is, <laughs> she is squatting above him in a state in a, of undress. In a state um, of undress, but she has wrapped herself in a sheet, luckily, so... The state of undress is mitigated by that. Yeah. However, he does get a full, full boob view because yeah. uh, Jeff Lord, <laughs> Jeff Loeb is as a horny he old is. man, he, which is weird because like I don't think he was like I can't think of any instances where he's like this in the, in a long Halloween or dark. Maybe Christmas. a little bit with Poison Ivy and Poison Ivy's general design. Maybe, maybe I don't, but know. Like, I don't think it, I don't think it ever quite goes that far. No, he, here he's just it's here. It's, there's just some bits where it gets 
men writing women and you know uh and and just just weird but you know t- sales clearly trying to mitigate mitigate some of it mm-hmm. uh, but yeah so um uh so Riddler comes in um and uh and, and says that um uh what was it there's, there's just a fire happening there in the, in the hotel room what is the reason for it uh no did they actually say why no there's just a fire there's just a fire i, I mean, mean I, I mean the implication is probably that ed started it right yeah he he did it um and we also find out that blondie does in fact have a gun and he lies yeah. about it yeah um, uh, also yeah, so... I, I i love riddler's costume here <laughs> Which is these baggy shorts that are like green. And, and, and Sable draws him so small. Like, like just really, really small compared to Selena and Blondie. Um, so the uh, the fire's going on. They all jump out of the window and into the pool. And um, uh, and so, so so they get her a towel um, later in the I, day. I oh, love I love her line. I love her inner monologue. Great. I've been chased, chomped, attacked, and now firebombed. And it's only Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. But yeah, so later uh, later in the day, um, she's a hangout by the pool once again um, uh, with Riddler there, and a uh, it seems to be that uh, the, the scope is like aiming at her, um, and Blondie comes out and shoots the shoots the assassin from wherever he or she is. Um, well, this is, this is this is a different place. They've moved to a different fishing village. Um, oh, okay, to, you're right. Yep. To Sorry. Blondie's safe house. I love that. Like, okay, so he has a name. I'm ninety percent uh, sure it's Christopher. Christopher Castillo, yeah, yeah, we don't learn that for like a good three issues. No, 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 no. It's here, it's here in this second issue. It's here in this issue. Is this one? Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, the inner monologue. Selena says, "This guy Blondie, he's Christopher Castillo. He kills people, people for a living. He likes it." Yeah, right, right. It's right there. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so um, so Blondie uh, kills or shoots the assassin. Um, gives Selena a chance to slip away and put on her Catwoman costume. So we get the first time of her actually in the purple costume from the Dark Victory and Long Halloween stories. Um, so she comes out here. These these thugs attack her and uh, her and Blondie. Um. So she takes them on. Uh, <laughs> I kind of like this bit where, like, like she's fighting them herself, and like Blondie and Riddler are watching from a distance. Um, Riddler tries to see through the binoculars that Blondie is holding, and he aims a gun at, at Riddler. Just right at his Edward Nigma can't catch a break. Like he has been threatened with a fork and several guns at yeah. this point in the story. You feel <laughs> like okay, it's clear. You know, he's still the Riddler. He's still a bastard. But he kind of does. Does he deserve all of this abuse? Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> um, but we didn't find out that the assassin that was uh, attempting to kill Selena has white skin and is seen from a distance. Selena goes after him, and it, uh, she thinks at first that it's the Joker. Um, but instead, this uh, pale man pulls out Mr. Freeze's gun and freezes Selena in a block of ice. And it is definitely not the Joker, as he is uh, he's white, pale-skinned, white hair, and has a big scar across his left eye. Yes. And, um, and it's great. It looks Again, it's it's a cool design. I really like it. And this is where issue two ends. And we are like, we're a third through. This is this is how quick this story goes. And I think oh, that's yeah. really it's to a its really asset. Quick, yeah, definitely. Like so I'm, we, I was okay. gonna say I'm a, I was a little nervous going in that like, oh, it wasn't we aren't getting a full twelve issue miniseries this time. It doesn't but, need to be though. No, it doesn't. I think that would slow it down way too much. Mm-hmm. Um and just just, just either work. either that or maybe I'd like it to be a twelve issue miniseries because then Tim Sale could just extend his big uh, big page spreads and make it make it that way the entire series. I don't know. I mean, maybe, if you want to do that, you can just 
<laughs> double the page counts of these issues. That's true. That is true. Anyway, um, so we pick up in issue three once again, exactly where we left off. Um, and or a little bit after uh, where we left off, um, these uh, these assassins have gotten away. And I like this bit where like Riddler is like painting these targets on the block of ice, and Blondie is, is going to shoot it. It seems. That's like uh, question: uh, How do you get a cat out of a block of ice? Answer: Just shoot her here, 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 and here. <laughs> it's fun. It's a really fun moment. Um, so they shoot her out of the block of ice, which I don't know if that would actually work. Come to think, it it wouldn't. Probably. <laughs> I really don't think that would work. Um no. anyway, so so um so we get Catwoman out of here. Um and uh interestingly they, they don't really touch on it too much here. Um but Selena is trying to keep her identity a secret for the most part. Yeah, um, and it doesn't it doesn't quite work because mm, oh yeah, because they make it pretty apparent later on that like Blondie sort of always knew that it was her. It's like it's Blondie has two brain cells and can put together Oh look, Selena's disappeared, and now there's this mysterious Catwoman. Yeah, and Riddler is is helping out both Selena and Catwoman. Yeah. So there's that. Um, but yeah, so uh, she gets out of the block of ice. Uh, Catwoman is knocked out, and we have another dream sequence here, which I actually really like. It's it's um, it's, it's this Selena, Selena on... surgery sequence, right? Mm-hmm. Which is really cool, actually, because um, they call it out later in this miniseries, but. Um, there's that bit towards the end of the long Halloween where Batman jumps into the room and he takes out the big room of villains. Um, and his inner monologue is, is, is about him like acting like a surgeon, uh, like, like his father, you know, taking out the biggest problems first and, and, uh, and, and, redu- and reducing that down. Um, so we sort of get that here. It's literally Batman as a surgeon over Catwoman on a, on a, on an operating table. Yeah. And, uh, it's and cool. It's just, just a really cool scene. And then he goes to cut her throat open and there's that, but yeah. you know. I love, I love the way like the initial, the initial like single page is drawn just with the three lights from above because this just turns into just this fear weird like we're at a dutch angle we're in sort of a horror movie and then you see you see the cowl with all the surge with like the surgical bandages um and selena just just rips rips him apart um and comes to the conclusion you know you'll never expect me for accept me for who i really am only as the socialite rich girl you want me to be, Bruce. Um, and, again, uh, indicating that she, on some level, her mind probably knows. Mm-hmm. Probably knows. Yeah, that. and so so she wakes up um, uh, <laughs> holding Riddler by the throat. Um, and again, I just love the way that Sailor draws Riddler throughout this. It's very different from how he did it in Long Halloween and Dark Victory, but it's really nice. Um Especially like showing like the power dynamic between him and Selena. Yes, but, uh, she's, yeah. she's also she's been unconscious for like a week, um, mm-hmm. so we're still on Wednesday, but just the next Wednesday, um, and and you know Eddie's been like, oh, I've been at your side, um, and you know, and he says says he didn't he didn't allow Blondie to see her without her mask on. And as um, soon as Selena thinks, it was like, of course, getting you out of your Catwoman costume wasn't the worst job in the world. And he gets punched in the face like as he, he totally deserves. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, Selena goes out to see Blondie then. They have this nice little conversation um, about uh, about the Italian mob, it seems. And uh, it, I don't know, it's, just, it's just nice. Like It's nice to see like a nice bit of world building here where... Um, where Blondie talks about like uh, his father and his father's father, they worked for um the 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 Beretta family, um, yes. and so uh, 
Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just a cool little moment here where like we see them uh, sort of like sort of like talk about you know where Blondie comes from, and honestly, like Blondie, like as a character, you know, he, like obviously he can't really survive beyond this one story, and you you sort of have in the back of your mind throughout this whole thing. Um, yeah, but uh, but I mean, he's, he's also he's meant a, to be paralleling Bruce Wayne as a character because you know his parents were dead when he was ten, or his his dad was killed when when he was ten. You know, the same age, the same age as Bruce's parents, mm-hmm. which is you know. Funny coincidence. We also uh, find out here uh, that Carmen Falcone was uh, Blondie's uh, godfather. godfather. Um, and so he was always sort of like Uncle Carmine to him. And uh, and so so there's there's like this even like deeper connection between these two characters. And it, yeah. it really works. It also it really sort of shapes their dynamic too. just um, just as characters from this point on where you never you never quite know a hundred percent like oh is is this going to be smooth sailing in a, in a relationship or are we going to be super rocky because um, mm-hmm. it's you know it's it it's it's filling in just the details of the Falcones like there's also the deal oh he was supposed to be at Johnny Vitti's wedding so this is someone who could have been in the background and could have gotten wrapped up in the other two mysteries uh, but obviously, obviously didn't. And mm-hmm. uh, having having him here also makes just just makes for this just makes for an interesting dynamic because you know it's clear he clearly realizes Selena and Catwoman are the same person and is just playing along. Mm-hmm. So when night falls, uh, we have um, uh, we have so uh, Selena goes to. Literally the Vatican, um, yes. St. Peter's Cathedral, um, uh, to retrieve this ring. Uh, and I, I, what was the ring again? I forgot. Uh, it, it was it, it was a ring uh, from uh, you know uh, it was I, I I think it was a it was a ring of of, of Falcones. That's or right. of okay. the Falcone family. So yeah. one, just the image of of infiltrating the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's go, really there's this really great like two page spread where um where she like drops in front of the statue, uh, 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 you know, against a big cross. Yes. Um, really well, strong imagery. Yeah. So it's 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 you know Michelangelo's La Pieta, and you know she's kind of in an upside down cross position, which um just with with you know as the way as the way she's dropping down, um. Of course, the Pieta being, you know, the image of of, of Mary holding the, the the crucified Jesus in her arms, um, and she finds her way. She she cuts her way in through the uh, through the glass with one of those like uh, glass cutters, mm-hmm. and finds that the base of this of the statue is is this ring. And so and, she gets the ring out and is swiftly attacked then by a long cheetah's tail, uh, which belongs to none other than the cheetah herself. Um, as in, you know, the Wonder Woman villain, villain. cheetah. Um, so I, I really want to know what your reaction to that was. So at this that. point, I was like, what? wait, why are you here? Is it just for the pun? I think it's just for the pun. Of, Very possibly. Of, of Jeff Loeb wanting a cat fight. Like... Uh, Which is literally the line that ends off issue three. Anybody up for a cat fight? <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, it's certainly something. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I, and again, once again, just I love seeing Tim Sale draw any DC character that I haven't seen him draw before. So this is just really nice. And honestly, um, this is the, oh, what's interesting is also at this point where I noticed, hey, we 
we actually have taken Selene out of Gotham City, despite having like the callbacks of, of things of different villains like the Joker's toxin and, and Mr. Freeze's freeze gun. We haven't seen any other any other like classic Batman rogues outside of, you know, Riddler, but he was yeah. he was he was set up as, as part of the story and not just like and, and you know just, what you know what seeing this again, I think issue four is my favorite cover. That's that's also fair. It's a they're all they're all really good covers. It's Tim Sale has never done a bad job mm-hmm. um uh doing uh colorized colorizing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um and speaking of how great Tim Sale is, we open issue four on a flashback to year one, and Tim Sale gets to draw year one, and that's just fucking awesome. Yes. Um, it, it it looks really nice. It's in I this really, really like it. It's it's in this just this orange and yellow tint. Uh, we see the scene where Selena scratches Falcone's face and he gets the three claw marks on his face. The, the, um, the first meeting meeting between the bat and the cat, this time from Selena's uh Selena's perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I I love. It's it just it just feels so different from Frank the way Frank Miller obviously wrote the scene. Well, yeah, because year one's meant to all be from Bruce's perspective. So yes. that. But, um, but seeing this is really cool. And honestly, just like we do this a couple times throughout the story, like like the first um scene of the, of, of the story where we see the reframing of the long Halloween scene where um where Selena's stealing from the vault. Um so we do that a lot throughout this, and just seeing Selena's perspective on these big events is really interesting. It also has, like, I think my favorite line from the comic. Um, what I really remember was that it was a Thursday. And I hate Thursdays because no matter where you are, it means you're not finished yet. Hmm. Uh, which is just kind of kind of what what I was feeling. So so I, when I read this, I actually tr- read this on a Monday through a Saturday. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I, thought, I, I thought that was really cool when you chose to do that. Yeah, because I was like, ooh, this, this might make it this might make it interesting and make it make it different and it it definitely makes you feel the pace um and it lets some of the cliffhangers and developments hang and makes you makes you kind of think about them um in a lot of ways but yeah so we have we have this scene and even with the yellow there's also just this scratchiness to the art not Mm -hmm. not quite replicating david mazzucchelli um but evoking but evoking the past and mm-hmm. it's kind of almost evoking like an ancient history as yeah. an idea, because you know it's it's in monochrome. Um, there's this amazing spread. Uh, there's a single page of just of just Batman standing, um, asking Selena to hand over what she stole, and he'll and he'll return it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, you know, and she just tells him to you know go to hell with mm-hmm. that standoffish. And then so we, we so. As Selena starts to come to and you know in present day, um, pa- Batman like sort of, sort of attacks her, and then we transition to her being uh, scratched in the face by a Cheetah, and then she wakes up and she's been chained up by a Cheetah um, in and, the Coliseum. Uh, yeah, and uh, it, uh, she has this great line: um, uh, uh, "Time to let out the lions," you know, as, as she screams it above Selena. It's just it's a it's just a great scene. Um, so, uh, Sheeta has grabbed the, uh, the ring now. Um, Selena is freeing herself from these, uh, from this rope that, uh, that Sheeta has tied her in. And we get another fight here. Um, great, great fight here. Um, where, uh, where they're fighting over the ring. Um, 
And it's, it's Tim Sale drawing a fight scene. What else do you want? It's a great scene. Um, yeah, there's also just the interview was like, oh wait, why why are you just stealing this ring? You you infiltrated the Vatican. You could steal several jewels um, or several priceless paintings and statues. Um, and and it's, it's throughout this fight that that Loeb uses the time to basically catch anyone coming in late up to speed uh, with basically a recap of what what Selena's been doing. Uh, and you know the Joker, the Joker uh, toxin being found, uh, Mister Freeze's gun, and now, and now the cheetah, uh, making her Italy's first supervillain. If you don't count Mussolini, <laughs> which that's a line that's interesting. I don't know. Uh, I think it's a cool line. I like it. It's a, it's it's a very quippy line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's this whole idea of you know Gotham City is trying to invade, it basically invading Rome. With all of with all of its villains, also Cheetah. Because... Yeah. <laughs> um, but as the fight goes on, uh, eventually um, we see uh, once again another like scope view where they're uh, where they're being aimed at for some reason. But this time it is Blondie who uh, who shoots a trank dart into Cheetah, knocking her out, and um, and then uh, uh, Blondie and, and, and Catwoman Catwoman sort of team up. Um, we get this kind of funny little scene where. Um, where uh, Blondie asks where the ring is, and and Catwoman says where it's safe, and like points to her chest, <laughs> and Blondie just gets like this really like just just like sad lone panel where he's like oh oh <laughs> just, I think it's funny I don't know um, <laughs> yeah she, weirdly enough he's not he's not been sexualizing really Selena or Catwoman throughout all this no, that's no all, he hasn't been that's um, all been Eddie's job mm-hmm. um, and he pulls a gun on her it's like what are you doing in Rome Catwoman don't ever pull a gun on me and she just slices the barrel in half and then she gets away and later that night we're on a uh, blondie's yacht and um and uh selena is stitching herself up and some jeff Loeb horniness again you know what else do you want um but uh but Bat- batman shows up once again and um and uh comes to uh comes to embrace selena and, and they kiss and we end this ended on uh, end the issue on this great page of finding out that she's hallucinating again obviously and it is in fact riddler that she's kissing and like he's standing on a suitcase because <laughs> he's so short uh, <laughs> and my brain is was like okay she's got to be infected with like fear toxin or something to create these hallucinations and were you still assuming that riddler was behind all this at oh this yeah point? yeah like there's no real misdirect it's him yeah, like, he's, and, he's... And, and once again, on the idea of stretching this out to 12 issues, my God, could you imagine knowing what the twist is, you know, 11 issues before it happened? <laughs> no, that like, would not work. Yeah, uh, it, there's just so many reasons why like, this works as a six issue miniseries, and I really yes. like it. So uh, we pick up issue five exactly where we left off once again. Um, Selena promptly kicks Eddie out of her room and uh, into the ocean, as she should. <laughs> um <laughs> She's just shouting, I hope you drown. And mm-hmm. I I love just his falling figure. It's 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 very slapstick and comedic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um and he's he he was like, I can explain everything. It's like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> um and uh, Blondie comes out to see what's going on. Um they throw like a, a this like really tiny uh raft out to him. Um or what do you call those things? I'm, a life preserver. 
Yeah, that's okay. Um, um and yeah, so Ronnie's uh, like, you know, you know, I could shoot him and make the sharks come faster. It's like, yeah, we're just gonna threaten the Riddler with being eaten <laughs> by sharks. Um, uh, and blood. <laughs> you know what? This is like the one like kind of horny joke in this that I really do appreciate. I think is really funny. Um, Blondie goes in his defense, a man would not be a man if he were in a room with you, dressed as you are, and not appreciate it. <laughs> Um, uh, it's like, just a funny little moment. Selena's like re- reaction is drawn in a really funny way. Um, she's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And she realizes she's, you know, in her underwear. Um, yeah. Which it's, it's, it's the I think it's, it, it is the one horny joke that that actually works in men. It, 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 it's funny. Like it, like it actually is funny. Um, it, mostly just because of the way that Sale draws Selena's reaction. Um, but yeah, so uh, then uh, later that night, Catwoman goes out as Catwoman. Based on information that Eddie spilled, because mm-hmm. he apparently knows everything, because he's a Riddler yeah. and he's intelligent. Uh, she uh, goes out to see the pale uh, person from before, who is uh, Guillermo Verini. Yes. Um, I, uh, uh, he's what uh, Don Verini's son, who is now the current Don, I guess. Yes, hosting a dinner. I really like, we haven't mentioned it, there's a decent chunk of this book that's just in Italian. Yeah, like, yeah, and they don't they don't translate it. It's just you know, yeah. here's some Italian because people would naturally just be speaking Italian out here. Yeah, and I mean, I I suppose you could maybe guess what some of the things mean, but like yeah, you, yeah, like when there's this lone panel of of Verini saying bastardo, it's like okay, well, no shit, yeah, <laughs> no shit. Um, um, but also, just the art also tells the story very well. Yeah, um, like you don't need to know Italian to understand the fact that they're not translating the Italian. You know, yeah. Um, it works. Yeah, and I think it's a, I think it's a thing that some things that will include like mixed languages sometimes get too hung up on including translations when they don't need to. You're telling a story. Let 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 your let your audience be intelligent and be able to read what you're trying to say about a story when yeah. you tell it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, but yeah. So Catwoman confronts Verini and. Um, and we, oh, we get to, uh, Blondie is like actually like acting as a sort of backup here, still pretending that he doesn't know who she is, which I really like. Uh, yes, um, she's she's baiting him with the ring, she, and she asks uh, where Luisa Falcone is, which is uh, who she's been after. Oh, uh, the Roman's wife, as she, as she calls her. Uh, yes, and so um, I also love it's like you know you have the, the you have the big three going against you in any murder. You had motive with Pop out of the way, you become the new Don. You had opportunity. You could have laced his vena with the Joker juice anytime you wanted. And you're ugly. Okay, so maybe ugly isn't the third thing. The last time I saw you, you turned me into a frozen dinner. Where'd you get the freeze gun? Um, and we just work our way, you know, to where is Luisa Falcone? Uh, and and this is where, where it gets a bit quippy, um, just with the way Selena's portrayed. I and mean, that feels occasionally awkward. Like, the clips feel just a little too much here. You know, and, and there's not much of it. Yeah, but it just it just feels kind of out of place for what the rest of the book's been going for. You yeah, know, I I don't know. I kind of disagree. I, I mean, it's, it's, you're talking about her her inner monologue, right? Right. Like her inner monologue has has kind of been sarcastic and quippy the whole time. Yeah, but then it coming out in her actual dialogue makes it just a little just a little weird mm. in places. Like especially with you know the okay, so that was two questions. Sue me. Like that just feels unnecessary you know uh, uh where is that when she's confronting him right oh, oh, no, but, that, but that's her inner monologue though she's not saying that yeah but it just it just feels 
a bit too winky to the audience, you know? Eh, I, I'm going to disagree on that. But okay. anyway, she makes her way to this uh, this castle looking place where Luisa Falcone, where Luisa Falcone is being guarded it's, by it's these a, it's, like. It's a, I think the idea is that it's a convent. So we get nuns with guns. And it's it's great. I love it. Um, it. You know, there's more than one piece of media that I have seen where nuns have guns, and I think I think that's a good thing. At least yeah. for media. It, yeah, yeah. Um, or, or, I mean, alternatively, real nuns could have guns. I mean, yes. That'd be great. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Selena makes her way over to Luisa Falcone, um, who we find out is blind. Yes. And is surprisingly young, I thought, when, it, when I read Yeah, this. really, looks really young. Which also, I think, weirdly, makes sense. That Luisa uh, would be so much younger than Carmine. Yes. Definitely, that's it's definitely an. Uh, I think it's an intentional choice on the part of Logan oh, Sale. Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially since you know Carmine Falcone wasn't a good person. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, yeah. We should definitely like, like you know, make that clear. Like, we appreciate Falcone as a character, but like he's, he, yeah, he wasn't a good person. You know, we, we, um, we can. We, we here at Fresh Face Comics have a modicum of media literacy and can understand <laughs> when. A character, while being a interesting character and a cool character, isn't necessarily a good person, and you're not supposed to idolize said character. Uh, Minor tangent, actually, now that we brought up Falcone. Um, I've been watching uh, Gotham, because I, I, I watched it a while back, but I dropped off at some point. I'm, I'm actually taking the time to try to finish it now, and I hadn't realized, seeing John Doman's performance as Carmine Falcone again, how much he is Falcone in my head whenever I read a comic. Easy. I'm got like, show that I'm eventually gonna have to watch, aren't I? He's really good. I mean, the cast, the cast of that show is what fucking makes it. You know, there are some weird decisions, but the cast is always phenomenal. Um. Anyway, so, so you know, I, I also I should say I love the art here too. Like on this first page with Louisa, mm-hmm. and how this entire sequence goes to the sepia brown. Well, the the whole scene just feels so sad, you know, and it's, uh, it's muted and, and it's. It's there's just this there's just this sad loneliness, mm-hmm. uh, and so um, uh, so Selena tells Luisa straight up, you know, I, I believe you you may be my mother, you know, um, you know, I have reason to believe that Carmine is my father, and so Luisa says, may I? So she touches Selena's face, and Luisa says, I can tell you are a very beautiful woman, Signora, but I'm afraid you've come to Rome for nothing. I only had one daughter, and Selena says, Yes, I know her, Sophia. Luisa, I can only imagine how absurd this sounds, but are you sure? To which there is no response. Yes. And, and it's, um, it's such an... In- Again, just the haunting face here. Because um, mm-hmm. then Selena leaves out the window, and, and, and Luisa just goes to the window and is looking solemn. Yeah, and she almost looks, looks like a ghost in those panels. Yeah. I really love it. So it's clearly telling the reader something. Uh, which mm-hmm. I think is I think is just great. It's it's always knowing when to tell, uh, you know, to, when to tell the reader something versus the character something, and then being able to read into that is is a trick. And I think Sale perf- just is perfect at it. Um, yeah. And then Stewart's colors just just you get this flash of orange, the occasional green on the side from from the rain up to this you know conversation in Italian with with Blondie basically being told to assassinate Catwoman. 
Yeah. Uh, and now, so that could have been an ending issue ending thing, but mm-hmm. it's not. But we still have one more thing to do. Selena goes out in the rain where she is met once more by a hallucination of Batman um, that attacks her at first. And then as uh, and then we get our, the big reveal, uh, Selena says, um, did you think I wasn't paying attention that by by you playing the fool? I wasn't watching you closely. Joker juiced Mr. Freeze's gun being getting cheated into the country. The Scarecrow's fear gas. Who else had access to all those Gotham City goodies? Come on, Eddie. How stupid, How stupid do you think, you think, I, think am? I am? To which Eddie says, answer on any given day. Pretty, pretty stupid. stupid. Also, or, the scarecrow is like there. Yeah, yeah, like as a character, like scarecrow's just there. Um, but we get this great two-page spread of Eddie, uh, of Eddie with Cheetah, Scarecrow, and uh, and Don Verini, and um, and he's holding and it's great. this bloody sword. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where issue five ends. And this is basically the the the. I mean, this, this takes place of the, you know, how in Long Halloween Dark Victory, there was always a moment where all the villains would be together. Mm-hmm. And I love how small scale it is here, because we're in Rome, and yeah. we're outside of Gotham. But we, but we do utilize literally every villain that we've had up to this point, you know? Yeah, like, they're, they're, they're all used, and they have their part to play. Um, there's even also, a there, there's even a surprised extra surprise extra villain towards the end that we've seen before in a non villainous way, you know. Yes, um, it's great. It's really great. But go ahead, sorry. Yeah, but well, 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 I also just find it interesting that like Loeb showed restraint and didn't try to like stuff every other villain in this miniseries. Like, mm-hmm. like you know we, what's weird though? Is there a bit in Long Halloween where Mister Freeze doesn't have his gun? Or sorry, Dark Victory. Dark Victory. Oh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Is there? there? I don't. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Mister Freeze isn't in it until after Selina has left, right? Because he's, he's so. So you're saying if this is all before Freeze shows up in Dark Victory, then his gun could be returned to him. Yes, I think that that might be the idea. By Scarecrow, perhaps. By Scarecrow, yeah. That could happen. Hmm. Yeah. Or I suppose Cheetah, but Cheetah isn't in Dark Victory, so... Anyway, on to the final issue. Um, once again, as always, picking up exact, exactly where we left off, um, the fight breaks out. Um, Catwoman is left to fend for herself against all these villains, um, mostly focusing on a fight between her and Cheetah here at the start. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, love, I love the reflection here, sort of on... Selena realizing she's in Batman's position at the end of Long Halloween, right? Where where Batman's taking on this room full mm-hmm. of well, yeah, that, yeah, that's where I uh, I called it earlier the the you know the yeah, the, 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 surgery. The, the surgery thing, yeah. Um, where where she even says like I think in her inner monologue she she's like you know like he was performing a surgery, yeah, um, taking out the most yeah taking out the most dangerous piece first and work from there. In this case, that's the cheetah, more cat, less woman. The Scarecrow, who clearly provided the fear toxin that's been screwing me up, can't do much once I've been exposed exposed to it. Uh, Guillermo Verini is back with the Mr. Freeze gun. My bow will keep the, will keep him out of this. That leaves Eddie, the cockroach, for dessert. Um, and I, I, her first line on that first page is, "Answer, I'm going to kick you at, kick your ass," and that just pisses Eddie off because nobody asked her a question. Um, mm-hmm. Like that's kind of where I was thinking when I was reading the term. Like, oh, wait, why? Yeah, why, why are you responding? It's, it's just a fun no little like action-packed opening to the issue. It's like, nope, that line doesn't actually make any sense. <laughs> but like, they lampshade it, and they lampshade it really well. Yeah, yeah. Because it's um, in character for her just to try to piss off Edward Nigma. Yeah, because uh, it's 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 so easy to piss that to piss that man child off, mm-hmm. uh, as we have seen in yeah. every other appearance. 
But uh, uh, but, we, but we take them out in the order that she's talking about. You know, we, we go after Cheetah, we go after Scarecrow, um, we go after Guillermo uh, Verini, um, and we get this great dialogue um, from Riddler throughout all of this. Um, probably my favorite bit <laughs> um, here is actually um, where where Riddler says, uh, "What's new, Pussycat?" And, 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 and Selena's head. She goes, "I almost wish wish you'd kill me before I hear before I hear that que- hear that question again in my life." Um, I just think that's fun, um, and then also. I just like this bit here on the next page where um we're in her inner monologue. Um well Riddler's saying, um, uh, some might say the Grace Riddle of them all, and Selena in her inner monologue is going, Every time he says that I want to throw him overboard, hey, 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 genius time. I just like I don't know, just, I, I I like that because it like it, it feels like how a person actually thinks, you know, like how you just yeah. get completely sidetracked by one little thought. Um and I love that. But yeah. Um she because she even, you know, comes Comes to you know, so so how, how Gotham City's best riddle is who the hell is Batman under that mask? So but and you know she's doing this in between quips while trying to you know keep herself alive. Um, it's like oh you drugged me because you thought I knew Batman's secret identity. Answer I don't. Never have. Never will. Oh Eddie, you really are as dumb as you look. Um, actually I thought it was fairly clever of me. One way or another I'd learn something of your secrets with you paying my tab. And as an added bonus, I'm taking that ring you stole that everybody's dying to get their hands on. Um, so question, who's looking down dumb now? Uh, Answer, that'd be you, bub. And, uh, and so she, she freezes all the other villains there, leaving only Eddie. And, um, she catches her tail in the ice. Yeah, uh, which is a fun little moment. But she cuts that off and goes to collect, um, these, uh, I neglected to mention it last issue, but she, uh, she was looking at these, like, family portraits of the the Falcone family. Um, specifically Carmine, Luisa, and a daughter. And a daughter. And, yeah. But she's all, because she's also started a fire on the ship, so they're, you know, ships blowing up. So she is going, she takes them and jumps off the ship as it explodes lands in the water and reaches out a hand and is rescued by Blondie. Um, you know, uh, you know, would, would it make a difference if I said I'd buy you another, I'll buy you another boat? Uh, and this uh, was his boat. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, we get all the answers. Um, uh, Blondie comes clean about everything that he knows. And that is that Louisa did in fact have a second daughter and it is implied though. They never say it directly. That is, it is in fact, Selena Kyle. Yes, and uh, uh, and and for for the flashback, seeing it, we go back to that yellow and orange and red style, which I I love. Yeah, that, that we, they used in the year one flashback. Yeah, yeah. that we we brought it brought it back around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's interesting is this idea that you know he was there fighters all the time to see it, uh, and it was this that prompted his father to teach him how to shoot a gun and not be bothered and basically be self sufficient as a six year old, which is. It's this great little look. Um, I'm surprised Loeb didn't do it more with the amount of mafia characters that you know all three of his mini, all three of these miniseries have had to actually try to go into like the mind of the mobster and question, mm-hmm. you know, sort of what it does to a person outside yeah. of just these these very brief glances. And I kind of wish we had just a little more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so once again, drawing on the fact that Blondie is meant to represent Bruce in this story, um, uh, uh her, her, uh, him and uh, her and Blondie kiss, and um, and later that night, 
Blondie is confronted by Louisa Falcone, yes. who um who I love this scene for her. Um, she was very much you know clearly keeping this secret from Selena, and she's pissed that he gave it away. Yes. Um, and uh, and so Blondie gets what he deserves or what he has coming in this case. Um, and she kills well, him. She 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 wants that ring. She wants mm-hmm. the ring. Uh, you know, it's like I know I've known you all my life, Aunt Louisa, and you only speak American when you are angry. Then you should know that it's not the time to screw with me. I believe the, link, the ring was lost when my ship went down. If it is anywhere, it has been swept out to sea. And you know, she's like, then you should have killed the Catwoman. That was your job. I know this silence. You fell in love with this girl. And in doing so, you betrayed your family. Uh, uh, more is the pity, Christopher. And she just shoots him in the back. Yeah. And I don't know why. There's just something so badass about blind old nun lady shooting him in the, in the, in the back. Like, I don't know. It just, it's great. Anyway. It's, so it's he a dies. haunting image for ending, basically ending this character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, a fairly likable character. Um, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, so Selena's ready to get going uh, when she's confronted by Riddler with a uh, a knife to her 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 face. Um, uh, he wants the ring, so she gives him the ring, and he leaves. Um, I, I so, love I love that his last line to her is, you know, it's Edward, you bitch, because he just keeps calling him Eddie. Yeah, and uh, we get this great inner monologue from Selena towards the end uh, as Eddie is leaving uh, on, on a flight home back to Gotham. She goes, I always feel sorry for Eddie. For a smart guy, he sure can uh, can come to some dumb conclusions. Maybe someday he'll solve that riddle of who is Batman under that mask for all the bad it'll do him. But this ain't that day. And so uh, the, the ring, in fact, had uh, had like some some Joker and fear toxin laced into it. And all the people on the on the airplane turn into Jokers. And it's a yes. great little moment. Because Selena's already planted the fear of Joker. It's like, hey, he's going to be pissed that you stole his toxin. Which, mm. like, yeah. yeah. So he's just flying back to Gotham, hallucinating. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and also we get some hush foreshadowing there about Riddler knowing his identity. Um, but anyway. So, uh, yeah. So Selena, we find out, was waiting for Blondie to meet her at the airport. And he never came because, you know, he's dead. Um, this haunting image of just his head in a pool of blood that we see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she gets on the plane and kind of sadly just just leaves. Has the real ring with her. Um, yes. And... Um, uh, and so uh, she uh, she says, uh, Eddie got a mock-up ring uh, with fear, toxin, trigger. Hope he enjoys it. I kept the real one, of course. You never know when something like that might come in handy. I mean, according to the mafia, if there were such a thing, anyone who wears the ring becomes the head of all the families. And who am I to argue? After all, when in Rome, do as do the, the Romans do. And um, and we get this great final page of uh, of this Gotham City skyline, a silhouette of Catwoman and the airplane coming back into it, and it, it's beautiful. It's so fucking beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Um, it's like we're in Sunday Gotham City, the end. And now and, the collective uh, edition just includes the page of Selena at the grave from from Dark Victory, which mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite pages in Dark Victory as a whole. Like it's yes. it's beautiful. The 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 Vinny Vidi Vici thing, like oh yes. so good. It's a, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful page. Um, but yeah, like I said. We don't get the definite resolution that, yeah, Carmine Falcone was definitely Selena Kyle's father. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. I mean, all we, all we know is that there was another daughter. It wasn't necessarily Selena. It could have been. It probably was. But probably was. Knows? That's clearly the intention. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? Selena certainly doesn't know for sure. Um, yeah. What's interesting is without, I think this is an interesting case where. A lesser writer could then have made the entire story feel kind of pointless. 
because you don't get you don't get the answer that this this the story is setting out to search for. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't because we've gone on a journey with Selena. And, and yet it still adds all that all the more meaning to that scene from Dark Victory of her at the grave. Yeah. 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 Oh, and it's we, so good. So good. Yeah. And just oh my god. I just I always love talking about Jeff Loeb's stories with you, like because I, I feel like we're totally on the same page with them and it's it's great. Um, he just he, he Loeb's character work is probably where he shines the most. He understands uh, he understands motivation and he understands how to how to set up an arc and use his time wisely, at least in terms of what we what what we've read. I'm I'm sure there'll be something in the future by Jeff Loeb that like I dislike at some point. It's, it's very possible. It's, it's very, very possible. possible. Maybe, maybe we'll re-ultimate him someday. I yeah. personally have never read it actually. Yeah. So, um, but like it's it's not something it's not something that you know obviously going to happen for a while. Uh, there are other Loeb stories to read, obviously, before that. A couple from DC, a couple from Marvel, even, probably. Um, but yeah, what I think When in Rome does the best one is this entire... This feels very intimate and very small, mm-hmm. which I think is for the best for it. Um, like, it's... It, it gives Selena an arc. Um, and, like, at this point, like... Selena, you know, clearly as a character has already had several, like, has had a solo series, right? Like, for, for a long time. But, but I love that she can, she can really stand on her own and Batman doesn't have to appear, like, in person. Yeah, uh, yeah, we have those little like hallucinatory yeah. bits, but uh, but no, no, like like she is she is totally a character that that has and will continue to stand on her own for a very long time. Yes. And um, I always like reading Catwoman solo comics. I'm sure we'll do more of those someday. This is a mini series, you know, and it helped that it tied into something we've already read. We've already um, read, uh, but still, it, it's great. I think it's a really great mini series and really showcases Selena as a character. I'm I'm surprised this hasn't been adapted, like. I feel like you really. I mean, could I mean, in order to adapt this, you're asking someone to actually adapt Dark Victory in the first place. So, <laughs> see, I feel like you could. I feel like you don't necessarily need to. I think you, there are things you can do to make it work. Without... That's possible. You know what could actually really work though, especially with the way the Batman went 2022. Like, you could have a solo Zoe Kravitz film. I yeah, think. you could because you know they killed off Carmine there. And anyway, um great stuff anyway yeah uh i agree they should adapt this but hey who knows maybe someday who maybe knows? someday it was zoe kravitz's voice for this one in particular that i was hearing coming out of Ooh, that's interesting i yeah. mean for me for me like catwoman is always great delisle for me but I yeah really... i mean yeah great delisle has such a distinctive voice that... play, play play fucking arkham city jacob damn it God. Anyway. we're working on it slowly but surely <laughs> um uh, but yeah i guess that about does it doesn't it wow yeah, yeah uh yeah, it's it's a really good one uh, and also, I mean, if if we finish up within the next six minutes, uh, this will be our shortest episode ever. Which is, I mean, it's fair. This is a very simple thing. Like, it's it's a simple story that I think you should read, and you should definitely round out sort of the. I don't want to say the trilogy, like sort of just the trilogy of Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, Batman miniseries. Mm-hmm. But just read any Bat book by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. You know, there's still yeah. one we haven't read actually. Um, Haunted Night, which is we'll totally do it someday. Like I, I love talking about these stories with you. And honestly, I'll be really sad when we do do Haunted Night because that'll be the end of the Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale stuff that we've done. Well, I mean, well, still I mean the, the Batman for all seasons. Well, the, the Batman stuff. I yeah, it's it's, it's so sad. And I, I'm going to say 
having lost Tim Sale, so and, the, sadly, and this being the first thing we've done by him since his passing, since his passing, um, that's just we lost such a talent. We really yeah. did, and um, I think I think this might have some of my favorite sale art just in general. Like, oh, it, definitely, definitely. The coloring I think has a fair bit to do with that, but yeah. um, I think it also might be it might just be because it's shorter, and it might be because this was basically meant to be for sort of like that one last hurrah. Like, yeah. Um, there's there's an introduction in the deluxe edition from the editor, um, or one of the editors who was at DC at the time because. Uh, like they, you know, they they did Long Halloween. They uh, then editor R.T. Goodwin passed, and they 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 did Dark Victory under someone else. Um, but uh, yeah, Mark Chiarello wrote the editor to the uh, was the editor of this and wrote the introduction to this edition. Um, and this was basically the idea. This was kind of an idea that that Tim Tim Sale almost had because he wanted to to draw the black the black version of Catwoman's costume. <laughs> Like, Which is actually really cool because um, uh, when Rebirth started uh, and and Tom King was on the early Batman issues, the variant covers for those were done by Tim Sale, ooh. and uh, and because that run was very like Batman Catwoman focused, um, he got to draw a lot of like current Catwoman in that Tim Sale style, um, and it looks fucking beautiful. Um, imagine the the Hush costume in the style of Tim Sale. Which would look amazing. I yeah. I'll, I'll I'll have to send you some of those. He did the, he did like the yeah. first like twenty odd variant covers. And it'll they be were so good. It'll be fascinating when we get to Tom King's Batman because right? I know we're going to cover that. It it will happen. It will most definitely happen. So, all right. Are you ready to find out what the next episode is? Uh yeah. I have I have a guess. All right. Uh, what's your guess? I have a guess. So, uh, I've realized what we've done sort of in, in the last couple of Batman blocks, is really have each of the Robins having a focus. Like, you got Dick Grayson with Dark Victory, you got Jason with Death in the Family, and you got Tim with Lonely Place of Dying. So I have a sneaking suspicion that we are possibly starting Grant Morrison's run on Batman to introduce Damian Wayne. That is an interesting guess, but wrong. Okay. Um, I really love this because you've completely disregarded all of your thoughts from our last bat block when you really should have taken them into account. Uh, uh, I did it again, didn't <laughs> next, I? Next time on Fresh Face Comics, we'll be reading Batman Under the Red Hood by Judd Winnick. Oh, so um, ooh, ooh. now we're doing it. <laughs> now we're ra- racing the, the dead one, the, 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 the fucker from yeah, the Yeah, I wanted to give you some time. You know, he can't just come immediately back from the grave, you know? <laughs> That's true. It took what? A decade before he came back? Well over? Decade and a half, yeah. Decade and a half? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be next time. Um, and also we have adaptive material for next time, which we haven't had in... Yes, we have the we have the movie! Yes. Yeah, So and also that's like one of the best DC animated films ever. So you're in for a treat. I think you've seen it before, though, right? A long time ago? A long time ago. Like a good decade ago. Um, um, or so. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Yeah, so well, this yeah, is... that's very exciting. Um, I can't wait for you to read it. Um, it should be really fun. So we will see. Um, all right. So I guess that about does it. Um, as always, if you want to read the books that we we covered on today's podcast and get our book for next time, uh, those will all be down in the description below. You can also follow us on Twitter. I am at Jomo with three underscores. He is at Newt5996. And anything else? Are we good? Uh, well, I mean, because this is coming out... Um... 
on next Monday from when we're recording. Um, if you're in America and you're listening to this, you've probably been told this by a bunch of ads on YouTube or wherever you're watching. Uh, but please go out and vote tomorrow. Um, uh, tomorrow should be election day, if I have my dates right. Um, so, you know, go vote. Uh, have your choice in, in how this country is run uh, if you're American. If not, you you have been politically politically solicited by Jacob Licklider. Yes. <laughs> um, also, um, we may as well you may as well plug your other series that you're doing. Yeah, uh, we've been watching. At the time this comes out, we have uh, only what th- oh, three videos out at this point. Um, uh, me and my brother are watching through Star Trek for the very first time. Um, we are well recording wise, we're well ahead of where where you guys are at. But uh, you can watch the introduction video, and we've watched the first two episodes, um, uh, the Man Trap and Charlie X. So you can go check those out. We're watching through the original series, and it's been such a great time. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, go check those out. It's it's been a really great series, and we remember they've had a really good time with it. Yes. So yeah, I guess that about does they're, it. They're, so. they're they're very fun. I've been I've been watching along with them. So yeah. So yeah. All right. Until next time, this has been Joey Morgan and Jacob Licklider. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>